You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the Coronavirus Sessions. Um, these are little sessions that we are bringing every weekday at noon to help our business community uh, really get through you know, this, this virus and everything that's happening. We're going to be interviewing business owners, business professionals, and other community leaders. Um, and, and we're going to dive in. And so I'm really excited about today and getting into it. But before we do, I want to introduce my co-host, Michael Dees. What is up, man? Another day, man, living it. Actually, uh, we got, we got, uh, we're in the middle of three episodes we're recording today. And then after this, uh, I'm becoming a pup father today. I adopted a puppy during all of this um down down time uh found a found a rescue and uh i'm gonna be a, a pup father which i know you probably think is the worst idea ever but. the worst <laughs> idea ever i mean you guys when it comes to animal animals are like children you gotta like take care of them i don't understand if you realize this like you gotta take care of them and you gotta like and then when you want to go away for the weekend you either gotta take them with you or you gotta find somebody to babysit i mean it's just that's all right. Shan- Shannon said that she would watch him for me, so I already got that taken <laughs> Actually, care of. Actually, we probably, we probably would. We'll help you out. <laughs> right. No, I'm just right kidding. On. There's a lot of, you know, and we, we support a lot of the, uh, the organizations that, you know, have pets up for adoption and that kind of thing. So uh, if you're like Michael and you, need a, and you need a pet, definitely reach out to one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to tell you right now that I'm not interested in you got. <laughs> Yeah, you've got you've got two two pets. They're they're kids, and they're going to be on a future podcast episode. So yeah, I'm try I'm trying. I'm trying to get them on, but Schaefer Schaefer right now is kind of a he's kind of like no way. Maddox is all about it. So uh, we'll, oh, see. Sure. we'll see if we can make it happen. I want to kind of get the kids' perspective on like homeschooling and all this kind of stuff. They're members of sure. this community too. They're dealing with this a lot. A lot of interesting perspectives right now. So anyway, I don't want to waste any time. Actually, I just want to get right into the episode, but, and I forgot to introduce myself. I'm Colin Austin. Again, James always says that I always forget to introduce myself. Uh, my name is Colin. Hi, everybody. And today's guest is my friend Soli from Comfort Temp. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? <laughs> I'm excellent. I'm actually going to let you give a, give a little 30-second uh, to one-minute spiel uh, of who you are, your position, and the organization that you work for, um, because I did a very poor job. <laughs> <laughs> you're good, you're good. So yeah, I'm Soli Strack, and I work for Comfort Temp Company. Uh, we are the motherboard of Comfort Temp Heating and Air and CT Mechanical. And what I do there is I'm the HR, PR, and marketing director. Um, most of the time, sometimes I am COVID response. Sometimes I'm IT troubleshoot, as has been the case this last month. But for the most part, HR, PR, and marketing. So how many people are in your organization? Yeah, our current standing is actually 176 team members. Okay. Um so you're not busy at all with all those hats that you're wearing. <laughs> not at all. Nah, yeah, it's a breeze. <laughs> so, so Soli, like, walk, walk us through a little bit of this because you have the interesting uh, perspective of, of being a team member for one of our great organizations here. Um, you know, what was, you know, and, and then being in the HR department too, like, you know, when this thing, when this virus really started to come come out and you know we started getting those first cases in in Gainesville or in Alachua County and 
and we we knew that this was going to impact and you started hearing about the university of florida sending students home for two, what was supposed to be two weeks um you know what actions what were the first actions this, that's one of my favorite questions is just like what were the first actions that you guys took as an organization what were the what was the communication like from hr from you know from the company owners that that kind of thing yeah yeah so when it when we start to see the first cases in the United States and obviously seeing what the university was doing and the schools were doing, um, we had to have a tough sit down situation. We are a very optimistic uh, company. We like to focus on where we're going, how we're going to get there, how we're going to grow. And that's kind of our mentality pretty much 24 seven. And so having to consider risk and maybe potential downsizing or whatever it might be is not the way we like to think but it's it's realistic we have to and so the first thing we did was just call a meeting and sit down and talk through okay what are cdc mandates what are other people doing what are our case scenarios and we kind of broke it up okay this is phase one what would we do what would be the plan implementation for this how would we be affected how would the employees be affected and kind of took it all the way down to worst case scenario, which honestly was a super hard uh, meeting to have, but I think being realistic and preparing ahead of time so you're being proactive and not just reactive is super, super important, especially when you have 175 awesome team members who have their own families and you know, you're the support system that they use to be able to feed and support their families. And so it's something we took very seriously. Um, from the start, we were all, I mean, I've never watched so many webinars or read so many articles or watched so much news in my life. And I don't know if I should admit that, but that's the truth. Um, so the first step for us was educating ourselves. Okay, what exactly is going on? What is the small business uh, recommendation? What is the chamber recommending? What is Bansif recommending? And just connecting with different sources that we have in our community um, to see what they know and kind of compare notes and, and brainstorm. So that was the very first thing we did was educate ourselves. And then after taking in all that education was coming together as a team and saying, okay, how do we want to implement it um, in our company? And we came up with very stringent guidelines, you know, and as they became more strict, we released more and more guidelines to our employees because we are an essential service. So it was hard because they want to protect their families um, from being exposed, but we also need them to continue the operation and servicing, you know, the families that are full-time home now <laughs> with no AC. Um, and so how do we keep them safe? How do we keep these families safe? And there is a lot of, of that um, being developed. So we communicated with our customer base. This is what we're doing. We ask of you as well, if someone's sick in your home that you let us know, because we don't want to expose our employees, um, constantly communicating with our employees. And one of the things we found out is really early on is email. It's great to kind of re, you know, organize your thoughts and put it out there and summarize, but not to deliver really important news. And so after that mishap, that was a big learning curve. We decided to video updates weekly for our employees because it's just really good to see the facial expression and kind of the humanity in it, you know? Um, so our president does weekly updates to our employees, what, you know, the guidelines we're following are, what changes are coming and what we're proactively doing, you know, our CFO and HR to make sure that we're getting the loans or the financial assistance we need to assure all 175 of our members stay on board. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, I actually did the same thing, right? I found out that I, like I was I was writing these really long emails, and then finally I 
recorded a video and I was like, I'm sure you guys are tired of reading these long emails. I'm certainly tired of writing them. So here's a video of what you guys need to know right here, right now. So, and I think, it, I think it's good. It allows the team members to, you know, to see your face and, and, you know, a lot, a lot gets lost, whether, you know, context gets lost mm -hmm. via words and via text messages. Sometimes we get in a habit of sending text messages. I've been, I've been trying to do a lot more of this, a lot more Zoom yeah. calls. I mean, even we've been doing end of day wrap ups with, with our service team who, who is, we're considered an essential business too. And our service team has been working behind closed doors. So at the end of the day, we've been getting our service leaders on a call and just having a, a face to face where we can see everybody and kind of summarize what's happening in the day, what's on the agenda for tomorrow and that kind of thing. I, I found it incredibly helpful. Mike, have you? Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I think you're, you're spot on in terms of context and how a lot of that gets lost in emails, but it's also like, you know, it's kind of, we're, as humans, we're, we're people that are based off of interaction and, and a lot, some of that is physical, but a lot of it is, is like visual, uh, you know, body language cues and stuff like that. And, and these, these times I think uh, for a lot of people can be depressing without all that. So even something like jumping on a call and, and seeing your coworkers or seeing your friends and family, even though it's not the same as being in person, it's the next best thing. And I think that can help provide that uplift, you know? Yeah. Um, so you might be asking, like, what's the level of transparency been like within your organization? Um, you know, have you guys, you know, for the first time as a business leader, you know, the, the word layoff has entered my vocabulary, if you will. Um, you know, and, and I'm, we're certainly, as, as leaders, Mike and I are doing everything that we can to prevent that from happening. Um, you know, but, uh, but, you, you know, you don't want to put, you don't want to put a level of fear into team members. You don't want, um, but you also don't want to make false promises. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to be at a stage where it's like, I don't want to tell my team, Hey, everything's going to be fine. We're going to get through this when the truth is like, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to give it my very best. I'm going to give it everything that I've got to see my organization through this and to keep our team members. Um, but I don't want to make, I don't want to make false promises. And so, you know, what ways, like how have you guys balanced that or delegated that? And, and if, you know, if I get too deep on something, feel free to tell me, <laughs> you know, Hey, cut that out. Uh, and, and we will, but like, you know, I want to bring a lot of value to our audience. And, and I think, you know, we're all trying to, we're all trying to navigate this. You know, I don't have 176 team members. Like, I don't know what, you know, what that would, what that would be like and what those conversations would be like. But I know that there's other organizations in Gainesville who are in a similar place. And, and I think it'd be super valuable to, to know that level of transparency. Yeah. Well, I think different businesses will have uh, more or less of an obstacle to overcome based on the trust and the faith that your team members have in you already. Have you proven yourself to be someone who's you know, rooted for them and, and work things out and, and been flexible with them to uh, in the past. And that definitely helps if that foundation is already there and your employees trust you and your decision making 
Um, it's a lot easier to communicate during this time because they just know there's that, that foundation that they know you're looking out for their best interest. And so what we've done, honestly, is just been, we have been transparent in those videos, um, but we are also asking our employees to have faith in us. You know, um, we're, we can't promise anything and that's something we're very clear about. But what we could tell them and assure them of is that we are exhausting ourselves in every way possible to find any means that we come across that could secure um, the finances for the company to allow them to continue to work and allowing, you know, even things such as, okay, well, now they're worried about their safety. We're delivering soap and hand sanitizer and vitamins to the job sites, things to just help them know, you know, tangible things to help them see that we are taking care of them. And so I think everyone has a pretty realistic um, mindset right now. Everyone knows that that is an option or a, a possibility if things do um, get worse, if job sites get closed down or things of that nature. Um, but I think there's a lot of really good resources out there um, that are helping businesses from having to do a layoff or a furlough. And, um, and so we're just, we're jumping onto those opportunities to be as preventative as possible, communicating what we're doing to them so that they feel more secure and more at peace with where we are and just asking them to have hope and faith in us. So. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, that's, that's where having a strong company culture, it's almost, it's almost like you spent when you invest all that time really building out a strong company culture, um, this, this is the time where you really get to cash in on it, if you will. Right. It's like you, you've earned, you've earned that, that trust you've through, through the reputation and through the years of, of doing what you said you were going to do. Um, you know, you're, you're able to like have those team team members know that when you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. And, yeah. and, and when that means like, you're going to give it your, your very best to keep everybody afloat you're going to give it your very best to keep everybody afloat, right? Yeah, and not make any promises you can't keep. I mean, right. there goes culture down the line. There goes. No, man. And that's one of our core values too. Like one of our core values is to keep promises. So for me, I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't want to make any false promises, but I, but I still want my team to be confident. And I think that's where it's, mm -hmm. it's tough sometimes is that, you know, there's just a lot, there's a lot of negativity. And we've talked about this on the podcast already. There's a lot of negativity around this thing. Uh, a lot of like, oh, the, the world is melting mentality. Um, and and I, I really just want my team to not have that mentality and to really come together and look at, look at that, look for the opportunities, right? Where are the opportunities uh, amongst this? You know, we just talked to uh, Eric, Eric Godet from the chamber. And one, one of the things that he said is that like all businesses, no matter what, like we're all going to have to pivot in some sort of capacity. Mm -hmm. And that, and that word pivot is going to be critical um, and determining the future success of our business community. And, and I thought that was a, a really strong point. So, um, from a, from a financial standpoint, have you guys, I mean, you're still an essential business, but have the number of calls just completely decreased? Like, are you guys still have plenty of work? I mean, what's, what's been like the, the business impact? Yeah. So before I touch on that real quick, cause this yeah. kind of ties to it. Um, from the very start, I think, because um, you, you, you mentioned it, attitude and perspective is super important to get by on this time. And I, I, send out an, I remember sending out an article to our operations team, our managers, on how to lead through a time of crisis, you know, and just keeping that positive, calm, um, confident, uh, you know, demeanor to their employees to assure them that, you know, they're going to be taken care of. And 
it's, it's crazy because perspective means everything. You know, we can say, oh, we're stuck at home and, oh, I can't do anything. I can't see my friends. But hey, wow, I get to spend more quality time with my family. I could work with less distractions. I mean, just trying to hold on to those positive things. And I've definitely had some employees who I would say are the Debbie Downers um, who would say, you know, the situation sucks. What about my job? You know, just coming with the comments and I, and I always refocus them and reshift them to saying, right now we consider ourselves blessed. The fact that we are still an essential business and we can still go to job sites and people's homes and serve them and not have to close our doors. And I remind them of all the businesses that have suffered in our community, in our little Gainesville. And I'm, I'm saying you need to, you don't take it for granted, you know, be, be grateful that you still get to work from home or that you still get to work with some hesitation and some extra measures that might be annoying but you still get to work and still have, you know, your full income and your full paycheck. So, um, yeah, that was, I kind of forgot the question. <laughs> right, I'll go back to it. Cause I'm kind of, I'm kind of like going down this rabbit hole with you right now. Uh, I mean, and I, and Mike, maybe you can even vouch for me a little bit. You know, I, I feel like, uh, my 16 years in entrepreneurship have led me like it had prepared me for this moment. Um, I, I feel the, there's no doubt that this is the biggest hurdle I've ever had to deal with as, as a business leader and as an entrepreneur, but I have never been more calm and more cool and more collected and have had my composure through all of it. Um, you know, I, in the past I've had a, I would call what was my worst leadership quality, um, is that I would always, I would always react to situations and not respond to them. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, I would always freak out um, and, and, lo and lose my cool. I, I had a hot head for, for a while. And, and, and we've talked about like, even yesterday, we we're talking about, uh, well, in a previous recording, um, you know, meditation and some of these things that have really helped, helped me uh, with that in terms of, you know, and a lot of my spirituality and um, you know, just studying scripture and that kind of thing has really helped me, you know, keep that composure. Um, but, but, you know, like I just, I just think that's it. We're, we're in a time right now where we need that leadership to really step up. And the way you're going to get through this is by having that composure and by keeping the cool, the cool head and being extremely focused. Um, Mike, yeah. Any thoughts on that? Well, I can definitely. You've, always been, a, you've can, always been a cool cat, man. Like Mike's, Mike's always got his composure. He's always yeah, been able to step back and like see it from all perspectives. Is one of the things that I admire highly about Mike. So, but, I, I appreciate that. I was gonna say I can't vouch for for your reaction. I can vouch for your growth through it, and I like to take a little bit of credit and and saying that you know my influence is part of your your growth through that. I don't I know if a lot of not. I just like a lot okay. Of no, but uh, so, I mean, Sully, we did talk about some of the hats that you wear in HR, but like how, how far back in the HR textbook is pandemic response? <laughs> I mean, is that on a personal level, has it been stressful adding that to your arsenal or did you feel prepared to handle this as it's continued to grow? I don't think anybody in this world was prepared for this. I actually, no joke, you say, you say that, but I opened up my HR handbook um from grad school and i looked it up and there's a very small section of it all the way in the last chapter and i think there's a paragraph like have a safety plan for it have a catastrophe plan i mean that's like what it says but 
know how to, you know, and I think especially pandemics are so different, uh, whether it's airborne versus not, I mean, there's no, there's no right way, you know, there's no way they can predict that. But um, I've just reached out to all of my resources, watched all the webinars and try to educate myself as much as possible so that I know I'm making educated decisions and not just, well, I think this is a good idea. You know, is this legal? Is the, am I using this resource properly? And, you know, uh, organizations like SHRM or other HR professionals that I really look up to and admire in the community, just, I've been Zooming with them and texting them and saying, what are you doing? And just feeding off kind of like what this podcast is, what are other people doing and how can it help my business? How can I implement that? So it's been just a team effort really and a learning curve, but now we're prepared. I know next time if something starts on the other side of the world, I'm preparing for it now <laughs> just in case it comes over. So yeah, it's really good. So the, the question that I had asked before was the really about the financial, the, the financial impact, the impact on business. I mean, you guys are an essential business, but have you seen a major decrease in, in business because of, you know, because of this virus and, and how have you guys been navigating that? Yeah. So to answer your actual question now, <laughs> um, we have been so lucky that we have not and on our commercial side with new construction and drop sites, it's been due to the fact of the stringent safety guidelines, whether that's checking temperature every day, desanitizing tools daily, like um, wearing masks, you know, they, they've gone to extreme measures to make sure drop, construction drop sites are well taken care of. And that's been a huge collaboration with the Florida Builders Association and the um, Gainesville uh, BANSF, uh, the R Builders Association. They've been working with the commissioner's office to make sure that we're being above reproach to keep them safe. And so they've allowed that. And so we've been really blessed that they haven't really closed down any of our job sites, just um, increased the level of security and safety that's required. On our residential side, it's actually increased, <laughs> um, ironically. <laughs> and I think that has to do with the fact that people are home 24 seven now with their, with their families and they don't wanna feel uncomfortable. I mean, this whole situation is already uncomfortable. So they really want their homes to be comfortable, their ACs to be working well. Um, and now that they're spending more time at home, they're probably like, oh yeah, this is not working as great as it should be. And so that's actually increased. And thankfully, um, they feel comfortable allowing us in with the safety measures we've taken. Um, and a lot of indoor air quality, that's a huge thing. I mean, indoor air is like 2.5 times more polluted than outdoor air. And a lot of people are not educated in that. And so having proper filtration or UV or things that help clean your indoor air is on high demand right now. I mean, everybody wants it in the house. So we've actually been really busy on our residential side. That's definitely just made me want to get up and change my air filter right now. Yeah, you should. I'm so, I'm everybody so right now, if you're watching this, get up and change your air filter. <laughs> I'm totally doing that. Uh, it's funny because even hearing you say that, like this, this back porch that I've been on, like, I guess, like I'm just- Very nice, very this, nice. This my remote, this has become my remote office. And uh, so I've been spending a lot of time out here on the back porch, which is great because it's shaded all like virtually all day, which is awesome. Um, but like my backyard is, is a disaster. And so I'm like, it's funny because you know, I'm thinking about people investing into their homes right now because they're spending all this time at home. I'm like, yeah, like I, I called the company. They're like, I'm like, yeah, I need you guys to come out and uh, 
you know, clean up, clean up my backyard for me, please. <laughs> I, I need something nice to look at. Well, you're while. starting to realize things that you had kind of put in the back burner. <laughs> well, which is interesting. I noticed that on, on the business side too, right? Like, you know, you, you think you have this, you know, I mean, and Mike, you've talked about it. I mean, where you would be at work and have people have customers walking in the door and having, you know, scooter sales happening, like those things, you know, as, as great and as important, like that, that's obviously the priority. That's where we make all of our money. But at the same time, you have this ongoing to-do list of things that have stacked up over three years that you've never done mm -hmm. because of that. And then now there's like these extra opportunities to like to work on those to-do lists that you haven't had, that you haven't been able to in the past. So, uh, you know, we're, we're spending a lot of time, you know, working on that kind of stuff as well, which is, which is cool. One of my favorite features whenever uh, new scooters for less got moved over to G suite was when somebody showed me the snooze button in your inbox. And it's funny because now I'm seeing these things pop up and where I used to be conditioned is I'll snooze that till tomorrow, I'll snooze it to next week, whatever. Now it's like, maybe I can actually handle this one and get it off so it doesn't pop up so much anymore, you know? So it's just crazy to finally have that time to, you know, make those changes that you tell yourself. And I think we've all been there where it's like, you know, I just don't have time to do this. We don't prioritize it. It's not what's important right now. Um, but now is a time, like we, we've been given the gift of time to kind of dust off some of those things, whether it's personal growth or areas of your business you haven't been focusing on or those tasks that, you're going to get to one day, you know, it's like, yeah, now's the time. Yeah. And that's great perspective. I mean, that it comes back to perspective again, saying, Hey, now I get to work on this and focus on this. Whereas to before I had a constant just, you know, distractions or interruptions and I couldn't. And so it comes back to perspective, you know? And so that's, I can appreciate that. I've definitely put a lot of since last year projects on the back burner and I'm getting around to them as well now. So it's going to be better for the business and, you know, finally having the opportunity to work on it has been great. Have you guys discovered any uh, new opportunities through this? Like, is there anything that's, that's come up? You're like, man, like, why didn't we think about that before? I, I'm, I'm curious. Cause I, I think that a lot of businesses are going to discover new opportunities through this. So I'm just curious if anything's popped up yet. Yeah, I think um, we've been discussing it a little bit on, with our marketing team and our and our general manager on the residential side, but having a lot of um, more of the non-touch service um, overall has been a new thing that we'd have never thought of, but overall is a lot more um, protective of our employees and, and the customers. I mean, all year round, whether there's a pandemic or the flu or, you know, whatever it might be going around, there's a lot of ways to be less intrusive um, when you when you come into somebody's home and making them feel more comfortable. And so we're just kind of working with technology right now, how to do maybe like virtual diagnosis and things of that nature. And our company, um, we, we do try to be technologically savvy, but because of our audience and um, some of our team members, we haven't quite, you know, push things through, but now that it's, we don't have an option, we've, you know, opened our eyes to this world of technology and all these things you can do um, through phones, through applications um, digitally. And I think it's gonna just evolve that world of even sales and, and estimates, and it's gonna make it a lot more efficient and um, a lot more quick. And it's, yeah, I'm excited to see what the technology being developed can do for us. 
Yeah, nothing like a pandemic to force people out of their comfort zones and get them on technology, right? <laughs> Zoom meetings, that has been, I don't know your experience, but no one had Zoomed before. And so you have the people who are like really close to the camera and like <laughs> kids running in the background. And so it's just been, it's been fun. <laughs> Uh, yeah, nobody uh, walking around naked, not realizing their camera's on yet, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen, yeah. Like, like, memes and stuff on, like, Facebook and, you know, things popping up where people are doing their first Zoom meetings and don't realize that they're on video. <laughs> yeah, they didn't quite click the video off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. But I think I think you're right, and that's super interesting kind of kind of hearing that, I mean, from the technology. I think I think – that's one of the things that's going to stick, right? We talk about like what's going to be the next status quo that comes, that comes from this. I think this will be one of them. I think we'll have a lot more uh, of these virtual, virtual meetings. Like, Hey, like, and even, and even if I'm setting up a call, I was just thinking, you know, in the last week, how many times it's just like, Hey, let's, let's set up a call and let's have a call. Like now I'm kind of like, let's set up a, let's set up a zoom meeting and like, let's have the face to face interaction. And uh, I think that's something that I'm definitely going to stick with that, that I, that I prefer. I For like sure. seeing people's faces and um, being able to have that interaction. So well, this is, this has been great. Mike, you have anything else? Yeah, I'm curious. So as we as we get into the hotter months, this is like a like an industry specific thing for you. Like as we get in the hotter months, there's more demand on AC units and stuff like that. Uh, I think if there's one thing, especially in Florida, that makes somebody universally cranky, it's if their AC at home goes out. But contrast that with I think one of the silver linings of um, this COVID nineteen thing that everybody's dealing with is there's a lot of natural like consumer empathy. Um, people people know that you're out there trying to do the best you can uh they're trying to they're trying to help they realize what's important maybe what's not important uh so i'm just curious like have first of all have you seen that yet and then as as things start to um you know get warmer get hotter uh, units need to be serviced uh they they fall in disrepair um do you do you think like are are you prepared to to keep up with that from an efficiency standpoint in terms of all the repair calls? Has this slowed slowed down your ability? Will you get backlogged? And can you deal with that like crankiness versus empathy thing that that's probably going to exist? Yeah. Well, I mean, in any service industry, customer service is the number one thing. And so you have to deal with all the attitudes, all the crankiness, as you put it, um, that customers might bring. But I think same thing goes, you know, that I was saying to the employees, as long as you're communicating and being honest, um, truly honest with the customer, hey, you know, we are busier than ever. The earliest I can book you is this day. Is that okay? You know, just just communicating it um, and being honest. They, they, send, they tend to be more understanding than not, um, rather than just being like, okay, well, I can't do it. It'll, it'll be four weeks by now. You know, explain the situation, what's going on. What are you doing to stay proactive? You know, we're currently trying to hire two more technicians in order to upkeep the demands until that happens. This is our wait period. Are you okay with that? You know, like, just kind of communicate it with them. And, and I, I think one of the biggest things that we do during this time is that we prejudge or preassume what people's answers are going to be. And um, I think more now more than ever, people are more understanding than usual. So when you do communicate it across, it almost surprises you, you know, because you've made that predetermination that that employee is going to freak out or that customer is going to freak out when you call them and have to cancel their stuff. You know what I mean? And, and they're not, they're, they're being gracious and, um, I'm grateful for that. So I think as long as you're honest, people will understand. But of course, 
from the business perspective, if we see that happening, um, we are, we are hiring, you know, we're trying to get more people on the team, train them in our way of how we do work and get them out there to provide good service to those um, families and bring them comfort and peace of mind before they know it. So, so as many of us are sitting at home with the benefit of time, like, is there something we should be doing proactively reaching out to comfort temp and saying, you know, Hey, like, can you, should you come service my AC now? Maybe that way in, in May, June, July, like I, I don't need anything. I don't have to worry about it breaking down. Is that something we should be proactive and responsible about? Yeah, I mean, we always recommend people um, to be on some sort of preventive maintenance plan. Um, usually you get your AC checked out twice a, twice a year. And what that does is assures that it's like your car, you know, like you take your car in for an oil chain. Just make sure that everything's running fine and tuned. So come, you know, you have to turn on the heat or come you have to really cool off your house. It's working and it's keeping up and it's not trying so hard. Um, so, yeah, if people aren't um, being serviced through an HVAC company, I do um, they can always call us. We're, we're happy to serve serve them or, or call the person who is servicing their um, their unit and ask them to come out and check it out before it does get heated up because then the backlog, like you mentioned, is going to increase and they're going to have to wait just a little bit longer um, to get their AC checked out. All right, guys. No, I no one wants that. I got to go change my filter. So. <laughs> and we have, we, we have free filters um, with our with our services. So. Just throwing it out. <laughs> Bonus points. So cool. Soli, thanks for joining us today. Of course. It's really good. I'm, I'm really proud of Comfort Temp and the culture that you guys have there and, and everything that you guys are doing. And, and I know a lot of it uh, is because of your incredible work. So some mad love to you and, and to the rest of the team. Um, wishing you guys the very best through, through all of this. And um, if there's anything that we can do to support you and, and help, just let us know. But why don't you let our audience know where they can contact you if they – they need to have their uh, HVAC system checked out and what, what's the best method of contact? Yeah. Um, so obviously we have our website comforttemp.com that they can go and book um, their service online. But if you want to talk to a human, which is totally normal at this time, <laughs> we don't have Zoom meetings, but you could call um, 352-332-COOL um, and it'll ring right through. Um, we're working 24 seven. So if your AC does break down in the middle of the night or on a weekend, um, do definitely reach out to us, whether it's online, our emergency numbers there or calling our three, two, two cool number. Awesome. Excellent. Mike, anything else, man? No, man. So you rocked it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I was so nervous. <laughs> were you really? You guys are so fun and so welcoming and just so down to earth that you made it so easy and, Thank you for what you're doing. Um, this is this is really awesome. This is what we need in this time. You know, businesses helping other businesses and putting out resources to make sure that we all come up, you know, on the on the top side of this. And so, I really appreciate your work, you guys, what you're doing, and and thank you for interviewing me. <laughs> That's the goal. I mean, Gainesville, like, help us. You know, listen, share this. Like, I th I think just by encouraging everybody, encouraging our community, and learning learning how you know Comfort Temp is dealing with things and how all the other organizations are, are navigating this. I think that we're going to be able to save some companies and save a lot of jobs. And, yeah. and so that's the whole goal. So thank you again so much for joining yeah. us today. Thank you. And uh, everybody, this is the WHOA GNV podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> I, was I wasn't sure if I was yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, That was excellent. We will see you later. Bye. Bye.